Ohio State has a new QB1, and his name is Devin Brown. You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I hope you love a quarterback that's confident in his skills because that's exactly what Devin Brown is. Welcome in, everybody, to Locked on Buckeyes here on Thursday, December 14th in the year 2023. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks. If your team wins, visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. During today's episode, a guy that we hear about all the time here on this show, it's Mo Murphy of the Up in Flames podcast of the Off the Ball Network. And Mo, before I turn it to you, I got to make a statement about Devin Brown. He's a new QB1, and I am glad he is confident in the skills that he brings to the table. He better be. All I'm going to say is he he better shut up if he don't want to get what he's asking for. I'm just saying, hey, you, you're raising expectations of what we expect to see from you. We hear Carnell Tate's going to play. Abuka's playing. Denzel Burke going to play on the defensive front. Like, we got a lot of guys that are going to play in this game. So you're going to have a plethora of weapons, whether Marvin Harrison Jr. plays or not. So as much as you're talking, you better let it show on the field. You better have a C.J. Stroud, Rose Bowl type of moment because uh, that's what you're making it sound like you got in you with an opportunity to start. In the preseason, the Big Ten Network did their rounds around all 14 Big Ten schools, and they sat down literally with Kyle McCord and Devin Brown. And if you were an outsider looking in at that conversation, you would have said, the guy that sounds like QB1 is Devin Brown, not Kyle McCord. Now, Kyle McCord was a starter for 12 games, won 11-1, lost to Michigan. But throughout the year, it really showed maybe this guy is not progressing as quickly as you would like for him to be as QB1, that's Kyle McCord. Kyle McCord transfers, in come Devin Brown. And I'm sitting here, why not hear him talk to the media about nine, nine and a half minutes of the interview. I'm sitting here like, okay, you're confident. You're really confident. I hope that confidence in your skill set is also a skill set that you believe in that is superior to those that are on the roster in the quarterback room. Because if not, Mo, Mo, I don't want to say this, because if not, I'm going to say it anyway, Ohio State could lose the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, and if you would have asked a week ago, does he have to win this game? Does he have to look absolutely elite? I would probably say no, but it looks like we may not get a transfer quarterback. We might like what we got in the roster, and we got a freshman phenom that's going to be on campus at Air Nolan that maybe could possibly compete you know, in the spring game. But the way you're talking and the way guys are talking about playing in this game, like you are going to have a Buka who we know is one of the best wide receivers in the country with healthy and ready to go. Then you're going to have Carnell Tate, who's coming out five-star. You're going to have Brandon Ennis. Like, even if, Mar like I said, Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't play. So you're going to have a plethora of weapons. You're talking a big game. And if you don't, if you're not better than Kyle McCord and, like, you lose this game, you don't even have a chance of starting in training camp, no, like in spring, no matter what anybody says. Ryan Day will say all the right things, but if you do not look good, and I don't even say you have to look great. You just got to look like you better than Kyle McCord. Like, if you can't do that in this game, like, you might as well hit the transfer portal, too, when it opens back up in the spring. Because I can tell you your job going. 
you out here talking like Kyle McCord is trash. Like, all you got to do is look better than Kyle McCord. It's like a guy walking into the playground being like, hey, man, all you got to do is just beat him in, in a three-point contest. I mean, you just said you sound like Kyle McCord is trash. I didn't say that. That's, oh, no. that's what I'm getting right now. It, okay, that did sound bad. But, you know, I said, like, Kyle McCord going to Nebraska, since we're just talking about him real quick. Like, he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks Nebraska's had in years, probably since Tommy Frazier. Only Nebraska fans will be able to correct me, and only they will care. Nobody else will care. Um, but, no, Kyle McCord's not trash. But, like, the thing is, if you're talking like this, that means you're better. If you're talking like yes, this, you're correct. there was something better on the bench, and you feel like that. So that's the standard. You have to play better than Kyle McCord. Not that Kyle McCord's trash, but like you're talking all this, you feel like you should have been the guy. You came off as you thought you were the guy, you know, in spring when the, when the Big Ten Network was following you around. So now you got to look like the guy. And the standard of looking like the guys, you got to look better than Kyle McCord. At least, like that's the very least you have to do in this game is look like you will be better than Kyle McCord. If not, you might as well transfer because Ohio State is not going for anything Kyle McCord or less. It's better. So that's why I say you have to at least play better than him. Think about this. These bowl games or even like the first, you have a month off, then you're playing the bowl, then you're playing the game. So Mm -hmm. think about the past few performances when the Buckeyes come off of being off for a month. The quarterbacks have been phenomenal. Last year against Georgia, Stroud played out of his mind. The year before, I believe that was the Rose Bowl uh, against Utah, Stroud played out of his mind. The year before was against Clemson 2020. Fields played out of his mind. The year before that was Fields against Clemson. Even though it was a loss, Fields played very, very well. And there were some issues there. Don't get me wrong. But Fields played well. Think about the year before that. Urban Meyer's last game in Columbus was a Rose Bowl. Haskins, the Buckeyes win the game against a really good Washington team. So you know you got a month off. You know you're a quarterback. You know you're fully healthy. I'm not saying this. He's saying it out of his own mouth. You got to be better than Kyle McCord, but also not just be better than Kyle McCord. Just like you said, I'm going to say it maybe in a different way. You got to back up the words coming out of your mouth because you know how it is. If you go on a basketball court, talk like you, that dude, and then you find out by your play, you're not that dude. Yeah. Everybody's like, hey, I got next. And you're like, no, don't nobody want you because yeah. you talk a good game, but you don't play like you got a good game. Because you don't have a good game. So I know there's pressure on him. But he's putting more pressure on himself. So I hope his game backs up his talk. Because if not, Mo, we'll be back on here post-Cotton Bowl talking about, man, he ain't back up what he said. Yeah, I'm thinking about spending my money on this game. So he better back up what he said. They're going to be in Dallas. I got to go. I definitely got to go to the game. But. It's just like, I don't, I wouldn't want to set an unrealistic standard upon myself, but at the same time, like this can go bad in a bunch of ways. Like this can be very looked at negative, even in the most positive light. Like if Devin Brown really balls out and let's say Marvin Harrison Jr. Doesn't play. And I know it's against Missouri, but like, let's say for a common opponent, Penn state, Kyle McCord didn't just pick Penn state apart. Like, so let's say Devin Brown could go out there and a common opponent, very similar to compare him to would be Missouri. And he's out there and he's kind of picking them apart and he looks great. No Marvin Harrison Jr. to bail him out because Marvin Harrison Jr. hypothetically had already declared for the draft and is not going to play in this bowl game. Now you're like, bro, Ryan Day picked the wrong quarterback all along and just wasted a season trying to prove he was right. So now it's a negative on Day entering this season. But then if he plays absolutely terrible, it's still... It's negative on day regardless, but then it's like, bro, you did all that 
and you're not even better than what what just left up out of here that we're trying to replace. Like maybe as fans, we ran Kyle McCord out after losing to Michigan. But I text Jeff and I was on the phone with my dad during that Michigan game. And I said, Kyle McCord on this drive that he is about to get could be forgiven for any wrongdoing. He could make everybody have to apologize if he scores a touchdown on this drive and wins this game. He could change a season narrative of him by marching down and winning this game and finishing undefeated. And he didn't do it. Instead, he threw the pick. Like, he did what we all knew would happen, but the chance of what could happen left you watching that drive, even though you knew how it ended. So, like, you got to be better than that. Like, like you got to be better than that. And I hate that Kyle McCord's the standard. I'm sorry. He's the worst quarterback we've had in some years. I'm sorry. But you have to at least be better than that, especially with Abuka playing, especially with some guys on defense. Like, this Ohio State team is still going to be really good with a lot of really good players. You cannot walk out of here with a loss. I'm sorry. If it doesn't mean anything for anybody else, it means a lot for Devin Brown. You can't lose this game. You just can't. Mo, you made a comment about Kyle McCord that I want to touch on after you come back from this break. I was going to do some more Devin Brown conversation as well. But that thought about Kyle McCord got me thinking about a former Buckeye quarterback as we compare these two next on Locked on Buckeyes. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Price Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play during basketball season two. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Testing my skills on prize picks this season is the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Price picks now offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. So you said Kyle McCord is the worst book I quarterback in some time. And I do this with Jeff every now and then, sometimes on the show, but primarily off where I say, hey, man, you got. You got Stroud, you got Fields, you got Haskins, you got Cardell Jones, you got JT Barrett. You take a Terrell Pryor over Kyle McCord because I am. I don't yeah. know. I, I assumed you what? would by your statement, but I assumed Terrell Pryor every day, twice on Sunday, is a guy that's getting picked over Kyle McCord. Uh, what? Terrell Pryor? It starts. I probably say Kyle McCord is the worst quarterback since Todd Beckman. Like, that's kind of my reference point of how elite we've had college quarterbacks since then. Because we've had Terrell Pryor and Braxton Miller. Anybody from Terrell I Pryor? Forgot, on- I forgot. Braxton just gets overlooked because, because he had that. He, he came in. Yeah. He played. The, he went undefeated in the meaningless season, Urban Meyer's first year, because we weren't bowl eligible. And we would have played in the national championship that year had we been bowl eligible. But that was Urban Meyer's first year. Then you remember Braxton Miller gets hurt. So then he sits out the whole year. Uh, JT Barrett loses the first game as a starter and then goes undefeated, finishes, you know, uh, 11 and one at that point. Cardell Jones steps in. The rest is history for that year. But yeah, I'm taking Braxton Miller. He was way more electrifying. 
he could throw the ball. My thing is with those, these kind of weapons, like, and I'm not saying Braxton Miller didn't have weapons, but he did not have Marvin Harrison Jr., no. Buka, no. Carnell Tate. Like, he didn't have all these weapons. You give him this and then a stout. I, I say he had a better running back, but you give him these weapons with as electrifying as he is. You put Braxton Miller, his the year we went undefeated with Michigan State, you put Braxton Miller on this team, we win the national championship. I'm right there with you. Proud, the guy who just left that's balling in the NFL as a rookie right now. You put him, you you bring him back for a senior year. This team is beating Michigan and playing for a national championship. Like that's that's the the Justin Fields, Dwayne Haskins, JC Barrett, Cardell Jones, all those guys. You put them on this team this year with as elite as we were defensively and surround them with all the weapons, take the flaws with it, even though they would overcome Ryan Day getting out coached. Because yeah. they were all way more talented and able to do that. Whether it was JT Barrett and being able to run for five or six yards and get you every yard you needed. Or Cardell Jones is able to sling it across the field. Dwayne Haskins is able to sling it across the field everywhere, every which way he wants to do. Fields can do a little bit of both. Like, no matter how you did it, all of them would be able to do better than what Kyle McCord did this year. Every last one of them I'd take over him. You Since mentioned <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't want to think about that at all. I don't want to think about that anymore at all. What I do want to think about, though, is this thought about Devin Brown. And we mentioned, you mentioned Stroud if he came back for his senior year, which means experience. Two full years as a starter, got a little bit of, of, of playing time, not much, but a little bit like a, a couple plays when he was backing up Justin Fields. Devin Brown has no experience. I believe he's played only seven games in his career, only thrown 22 passes, completed 12, 54 and a half percent completion percentage. That was all this year. That's not really a guy that's full of experience. Mo, to me, there are pros and cons of Devin Brown being inexperienced. One of them is you don't know what to expect that benefits him. The con is he hasn't played many games, which doesn't really make the Buckeyes offense really confident or overly confident in his skills. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I just think the way people, Emeka Abuka spoke about him, I don't know, a couple, a day or two ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, whenever, you know, you'll see stuff an hour after it's posted or two days later. But yeah, whatever Emeka Abuka said, he basically was like, he brings something to this offense that Comicord didn't, no diss to Comicord, but his athleticism and he got a cannon of an arm. So, like, for one of your better wide receivers that could go to the NFL and be a first or second round pick. To say that about you, like that sets the standard too, but it tells me that maybe a lot of guys feel that way. When one guy's vocal about it publicly and they start getting public about Kyle McCord, like majority of the locker room feels that way. The only one that may speak a little different is Marvin Harrison Jr. Think about it. This is high school dude. Like, yeah, this my dude. We went, we we grew up together. We came here together, we grew up together, spent high school together, three years of college together. Like, this my dude. Other than that, I think the team feels like Devin Brown probably should have been the starter the whole year. And I think if they do feel that way, I think it's a great job that it never leaked during the season that there was any point in any point during the time that they thought Devin Brown was the guy. Because then we would have been really picking Kyle McCord apart every single time. Like the Wisconsin game, that first half, we would have been done with Kyle McCord after that. Thank you for uh, driving us to beat Notre Dame, but now we're done with you. But nobody let that out and let that be a possibility. So there was no more real calls for Devin Brown. And then Devin Brown got hurt on the goal line, and then that ended it all anyways. Do you think Devin Brown would replace Kyle McCord after that Penn State game if Brown was fully healthy? After the Penn State game? Correct. No. Okay. No, because I, I think Kyle McCord, there were a lot of people that didn't think Ohio State would win because of the fact that Kyle McCord was the quarterback. 
They felt yeah. like Drew Allard was going to be the superstar. I mean, they weren't as confident in our defense. You know, that kind of was a statement on how great our defense really was. But, hey, look great against a lot of scrub teams, essentially. But you did do your thing against Notre Dame. But Notre Dame will be Notre Dame in people's eyes. They lose these kind of games. So then you go on and got to prove it against Penn State. You did. Kyle McCord throws the touchdown. Easy, I know, cross pattern to Marvin Harrison Jr. to end up sealing the game. But at the same time, like, when you play good enough and have Notre Dame and Penn State on your resume, I don't think you could be benched after that. It'd be, it it wouldn't even be justified. Like the whole week going into that game, you would you couldn't even justify after beating Penn State to bench Kyle McCord unless you're just admitting that like dang we didn't skate it by and I feel like there's a whole new level. So like no coach is gonna admit they're wrong after a big win. Yeah, like, you just ride the big win and let Kyle McCord know that his opportunity to prove you right is coming against Michigan. Just don't fumble it until then, and your opportunity to prove you right, which whether he proved you right or wrong. You just don't bench them after that because then that was kind of saying a lot. Like now you're like, yo, this team could be unlocked. I feel like we're not even our full potential because of who I chose and rocked with as a starting quarterback. With two wins, he would add Notre Dame and Penn State on his. So even if Devin Brown was healthy, it's hard to say that we're going to put a guy on the bench who beat Notre Dame and Penn State a few weeks apart. You know, one thing I think about when it comes to any experience with Devin Brown, it's how the offensive line is going to be viewed in this game. There was a time during the season, Mo, that you and I both were kind of critical of the Buckeyes' offensive line, but then we were also critical of Kyle McCord and his and his clock and his pocket awareness and all those things. It wasn't just you and I. Buckeye fans everywhere quickly realized, hey, pocket awareness is not one of McCord's strengths. But I wonder how the offensive line will be viewed in this game because if Brown's inexperience becomes a positive for him and the O-line says, hey, we know how to block for this guy. We know what he's going to do. Hey, that might be the formula the Buckeyes offense needs to look more consistent than it did under Kyle McCord. Jay, you just hit it on the head. First off, Devin Brown has the potential to be the same type of quarterback. And I, I know they're all black, just throwing that out there, but he's the <laughs> quarterback that can run. None of them, none of them, their pocket. Okay, Dwayne Haskins wasn't really a runner, right? So his pocket presence was, like, his awareness and all that was absolutely insane. He was barely getting sacked. He was also a big body. So sometimes he was able to get, you have to drag him down, and he's able to make that throw big body, strong arm. But I think if Devin Brown brings that, like, you don't have to have the greatest pocket presence, especially if the offensive line knows, hey, we don't have to hold it but for so long because it's not about his presence. He makes his plays out of the pocket. So, like, we... If the pocket collapses, he's already on the outside cooking, whether he's running the ball, whether he's throwing the ball, whether he's just extending the play and maybe ends up throwing it away instead of taking the sack. If he has that possibility, it makes it easier on your offensive line for the simple fact you're not having to hold blocks as long because your quarterback can make plays with his legs. And if he can do that, which kind of was that was his scouting report coming out of being a high school prospect is he can do that. That was the difference between what he brings to the table as opposed to Kyle McCord. So if he can't do that, it makes it easier on your offensive line. And it goes back to the RPO situation. When you take, I said this with Stroud, when you take the run out of the RPO from the quarterback, now it's just a play action. All I'm reading is whether I'm keeping it to throw it or I'm keeping it or I'm giving it the handoff. But the taking the run option from the quarterback with CJ Stroud made it like, man, this is just, Maybe he's not the quarterback for our offense as great as he's been. He doesn't fit what we try and do. And then you let him loose in Georgia, and you're like, oh, my God, where was this at all year? Right. 
Right. Like now you were like, where was this all year since you decided to let him loose? Your back was against the wall. You had a lot to prove. You let us see the full plethora of what C.J. Stroud game was, and you held back from that all year. You didn't expose that until – but I think if Devin Brown can do that, maybe not throw like Stroud or whatever, be as accurate, but if he can break it open with his legs in this game particularly, and it'll be very valued on what he does because don't forget what conference Missouri is in. Mm-hmm. We are in the SEC, so mm-hmm. this is going to be a valuable game for SEC fans. This is going to be a valuable game for Ohio State fans and Big Ten fans because this is going to be one of those matchups that really matter when SEC, like, don't let Missouri win. See, man, y'all y'all do all that. Y'all can't come over here and play. Y'all couldn't even beat Missouri, and y'all think y'all could beat Bama, Georgia, blah, blah, blah. Or we win this, and we like, hey, Missouri was one of your top teams now. Mm-hmm. They almost competed for SEC championship, and Ohio State went and smacked them with a new starting quarterback and all this, and it don't seem like a lot of players sitting. So, yeah, this game could go two different ways for Devin Brown. But I think if he could use his legs, I think, you know, if he feels comfortable over this next month, I think if he could use his legs, he's going to open up a part of the offense that you don't even pay attention to because it's just your quarterback taking off and running. But you don't understand how, like, that threat keeps the defense honest. Michigan and them, they had to stay honest to Justin Fields or whatever, and that's how guys break deep. That's how guys broke deep against Clemson because you got to be honest because Justin Fields could bust it for 60, you know, to the crib too. Or he could extend the plays or it makes it harder for the corners. Like, so that's what running quarterbacks can do. If Devin Brown can do that with the elite talent that he's going to get an opportunity to play with, the best talent he's ever played with in his life. If he could do that, then maybe we look a little more hopeful about the possibility of not grabbing a quarterback out the portal, which seems more and more likely by the day, in my opinion. Mo, there was one thing we saw from Ohio State this year at times, and that was using two quarterbacks. When we come back after this break, I'm going to tell you why I don't think that's what Ohio State needs to do in the Cotton Bowl. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. Ohio State is currently two-and-a-half-point underdogs against Missouri in the Cotton Bowl. If you think the Buckeyes will win, put your money on FanDuel and make that cold, hard cash. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This episode is brought to you by Billiards Plus. Billiards Plus has the best selection of pool tables, game tables, shuffleboard tables, and more. And the best service in Central Ohio. And did you know Billiards Plus has top-of-the-line grills with up to 30-year warranties? That's longer than most roofs. Billiards Plus carries the best pool tables from Brunswick, Austin, Canada, Billiards, and more. Plus, top-of-the-line grills from PK, Napoleon, Memphis, and the Griddle. That could very well be the last grill you own. The perfect gift for any occasion is in stock at Billiards Plus. Go big with an awesome pool table or shuffleboard table or a little more modest with a dartboard or poker table. No matter the season, Billiards Plus has you covered for all your indoor and outdoor entertainment needs. And the people at Billiards Plus are the best part of the experience. Kenny, Sarah, and the whole staff will take amazing care of you. Billiards Plus, visit their showroom on Dublin Center Drive in Dublin. 
Mo, I am a guy that want to think about different ways for an offense to be efficient and to flow and to get into a groove. I try to look at a lot of different areas. Using two quarterbacks is never something on my to-do list or never something on my radar. When Ohio State used two quarterbacks and McCord and Brown early in the year, it felt kind of forced at times. Now when McCord's gone, the only guy that got to have the most experience at Ohio State is Devin Brown. I don't think they're going to use Tristan Jebbia, the Oregon State transfer, in, in any backup role, or Lincoln Keehan holds in a backup role because, one, it's going to mess up the flow of the offense, but, two, I think the guy that gives Ohio State the best chance to win is Devin Brown, and taking him out might hurt the offense's flow. Yeah, but, I mean, Lincoln King holds is, like, the same type of quarterback, though. Like, he was this – like, I know he was – but he was this four-star athlete, the best – I think, what was he? Wyoming? South Dakota. South Dakota. I was going to say Wyoming. I mean, they in the same area. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, we don't really go there. The, what, the Western Plains of, like, we don't know what goes on. Emphasis on we don't really go there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, like, I think – and he could do the same thing. Like, if you watch his high school highlight tape, he can move and groove, too. And it ain't just like, oh, it's because he's playing in fear of competition. Like, he could really move and groove. He was a basketball player, too. He could have went and played college basketball. Like, he was a two-sport athlete, also ran track, but – more for training than being competitive. Like this dude can move now too. So my thing is if Devin Brown two or three drives in, just don't look it. We ain't got no points on the board. Why not give kind holes the rest of the first half? And maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't think, why not leave the possibility that Devin Brown's on a short leash? The only thought that I have about putting in Lincoln to choose first name here is that every time I've seen him play, he looks like a guy that doesn't really know how to read a defense right now. And I don't think that's going to really be beneficial and helpful in this game. Yeah, you got a month off. You're freaking out some things. Yeah, there's three phases to Ryan Day's bowl prep. Cool. I get all that. Missouri, those guys are hungry. They got dudes on that football team. And if you put a guy out there as a true freshman that can't read a defense or doesn't know how to really truly go through a progression or is not even really up to being a backup quarterback right now, Man, you think Ohio State might be two-and-a-half-point underdogs now? Man, look, you put a backup quarterback in there, Mo. That could be the downfall of Ohio State. And then it's back to what we had to do during the season. Lean on the defense, which ultimately that might be the goal all the whole game anyway. Ride the defense, let the defense cook, and then the offense does what they have to do. But I think in this game, the offense is going to have to score, and I don't think using two QBs is what Ryan Day needs to do. Actually, Mo, I'll go a little bit further. I think that hurt the offense this year using two QBs. I think Ryan, they tried to force that a little bit. He tried to keep Brown engaged mentally. I think maybe at times he wanted to put Brown in there in a QB one role, but realize we're running under McCord. Let's ride McCord right now. Brown gets hurt. The thought of having him come back in and be more of a backup role or a bigger role goes out the window because of his injury. I, I'm not a fan, man. I, I'm I'm rarely, rarely a fan of two QBs. I wasn't a fan when Urban Meyer did it with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, but it worked to perfection. Great. It happened back. I'm not a fan of doing it right now. Here's my thing on where I partly disagree. Yeah. I'm not with it being a thing for a season, but for a bowl game, if you don't go grab, if you don't go grab a, a quarterback at the transfer portal, if you don't get Cam Ward or Dante Moore, DJU, or somebody that basically you're going to get them to be the starter. Yeah. And what better than to let both of your quarterbacks have some type of game time experience? Ohio State fans want this win. Maybe Ryan Day's like for the biggest picture. What if he did a first half, second half thing? 
What if he did a drive by drive thing? Like where he's not like, I'm not going to put you in, in the middle of drive, but you lead a couple, then you lead a couple because what, let's say the quarterback competition is on the roster right now, or eventually coming in air Nolan, you know, whether he steps on campus in January, I would imagine five-star quarterback, top tier guy. I would imagine he'll be there in January to practice in the spring. I don't know though. I guess we'll see. Um, but if that, if, if those are your three, other than Aaron Nolan being like your five-star recruit, your superstar that you know is going to play at some point, whether it's his freshman year or be the, the next guy to take the reins as a sophomore, what better than to get them some game time experience? Because what if Kyle Holes and, and Devin Brown are very close in spring, like they said McCord and Brown were? At least I see like I can lean, I have a measurement of your improvement through spring because you could look good against your teammates for six months straight. But when it comes to the season, I see you in game time. I have a measurement of where to start evaluating you to see your improvement when it's time for me to make a starting quarterback decision. Like, I think it gives that I got a measurement stick now because right now with no game time experience, all you have is that he's an uberly talented guy that you recruited, that you wanted on this roster and you want to compete as starting quarterback, but you don't even know if he could do that. And you don't have nothing to measure him if you feel like he can do that, except for putting him out the first three games of the season, maybe against bad opponents. But now you're measured to come out. You name the starting quarterback, them first three games, you got to come out fire hot. We're supposed to be blowing teams out scoring 60 or 70 because of the fact you're a starting quarterback at Ohio State. So I'd rather him have, like, you have a measurement. So when it comes to making that decision for the starter, you already have a measurement stick of improvement. And you can do that with both of them. I think if you play both of them, you can really have that opportunity, whether it's first half, second half. Look, this ain't necessary. We're going to try and win this game, but we need full evaluation because this game doesn't get a win or loss doesn't really do anything for us. And we do need to look at what we have next year. Like there's nothing wrong with taking that approach while still playing all your best players and just figuring out the quarterback situation. There's nothing wrong to do that in a New Year's Six Bowl game because it doesn't matter. Come next year, if this was a playoff game, you're not going to do that. Common Core doesn't even transfer because he's playing in the playoffs. Has redemption he'll transfer later so i do think like you can do that take that approach and still be competitive and still turn out to win this game and have yourself a real conversation going into spring what if devin brown ball out first half it's still a close game kai holes ball out second half when finishes out and wins a close game but you felt like devin brown could have did the same thing had he started the whole time like now you got real conversation and maybe you feel great about being ohio state and having quarterback competition between two guys that are already on the roster you know, the reason why, I mean, we're disagreeing, which is perfect. Like, I love I love this on the show. If this were Western Kentucky or Youngstown State, I'd be with you. It's not. It's Missouri. That's why I think the, it matters more. It's a it's better, better team measurement. Better measurement, but you could lose a game. And if you lose a game, one, it goes on your final record on the season. But two, these coaches lose out on a bonus. Now, a bonus today, Dave might not care about no bonus. I think he does. I think he wants his money, just like the other coaches do. It's not – my only thing is, this ain't Western Kentucky, this ain't Youngstown State, this ain't Indiana, this ain't some cupcake in the bottom of the Big Ten or FCS school or G5 school. It's Missouri, a really good football team with two losses. Buckeyes number seven. They're number nine. It matters. So let me ask you this, Jay. Yeah. Do you care more about your bonus? Or you care more about your job? See, you didn't say win. No. Well, I'm not thinking win. Because, because listen, like I get, but do you care about your bonus? All right, I win this game, I get my bonus. Or do you care more about your job? Because if you don't let- I was more important than the bonus, always, always. But here's where I was going with that was the fact, your decision 
of who your starting quarterback is next year, guess what's on the line more than likely? Your job. If you get this wrong because you automatically hand it to Devin Brown or you don't let Kyholz or you say Kyholz is better than Devin Brown because of what you've seen against his own teammates and then he doesn't look good against Western Kentucky and da 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 and you've already shot Devin Brown's confidence and now he's just coming in being a backup baby doesn't care like your job is on the line cool let's prepare for next year okay it goes on the record i went 11 and 2 so uh, 11 and 2 12 and 1 guess what you didn't do play in the playoffs win the Big 10 championship or play in the national championship so uh, 12 and 1, 11 and 2, same end result. You didn't get to the promised land. So I really think you you more like because you can win this game while still preparing for next year. Look what Ohio State did with the Rose Bowl. Like they let all their young wide receivers loose. And I know Ohio State had a lot of guys not playing. So did Utah. I get that. But they were both in the same situation. And they let all their young guys loose and figure out what they got for next year. The advantage is you had a quarterback who started all year and was returning. But to say, hey, I'm going to do this a half by half or a couple drives for a couple drives. And just see what they do so that you have a real measurement of who's getting better, who needs to work on what, and where can you measure that at the end of spring practice when everybody's going to want your starting quarterback decision anyway. You can't let this trail back into camp again like you did last year with McCord and Devin Brown. You can't do this. Like, you got to walk into camp knowing you got a bona fide starter, all that. I think you need to leave out of spring so that you have an opportunity. Hey, if you don't start and you want to transfer, go ahead. Because trust and believe – it's a very real possibility neither one of you two are going to be – you're not going to say it this raw, but neither one of you two are going to be the starter because guess what? Aaron Nolan is coming in and taking the reins back so we can get back. He's going to be a sophomore, junior, superstar, and then the freshman comes in and then takes over. We need to get back to that cycle of taking over their sophomore year. So there's no guarantee either one of these guys are on the roster after next year anyway. So I do think you need to make your decision, get some, get a measurement stick, Figure out how you can measure it through spring and give them an opportunity that if they lose out on the starting job, do give them an opportunity to transfer as well. You don't have to be right by them, but you should. Love having Mo on the show. I told you this wouldn't be the last time Mo came on the show. That was after, I believe, the Michigan game. Mo's back again today, and I'm going to try to – I know, I hate it too. I'm going to try to get Mo back on the show down the road uh, again. Leading up to the Cotton Bowl, post-Cotton Bowl offseason, Mo and Jeff will be fixtures on the show. You can follow Mo on X, formerly known as Twitter, at Mo underscore Cheese 15. You can follow me on the same platform at jstevens07. You can check Mo out, the Up and Flames podcast, also all the good stuff that's going on at the Off the Ball Network. Jeff and Mo have been doing some phenomenal college football shows on the Jeff Needs Sports podcast. So definitely, Mo is busy, Mo is everywhere, and I'm glad he's here on the show. This has been Locked on Buckeyes here on a Thursday. I'll see you next time.